Ecclesiastes chapter 5, beginning with verse 4. God is good all the time. Amen. We want to share this scripture with you this morning. Uh, it's going to be a little different sermon than I've probably ever preached before. Uh, so we'll see how it all uh, uh, goes this morning. But we know God's going to bless us. Amen. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, beginning with verse 4. And it says, When you make a vow to God, do not delay to fulfill it. He has no pleasure in fools. Fulfill your vow. It is better not to make a vow than to make one and not fulfill it. This time I'd like to go to God in prayer. And Megan, would you leave us in a word of prayer, please? Amen. You may be seated. I want to share with you a little while this morning. We've heard some about this in Sunday school already, part of my sermon. And you've also heard a little bit about that in Kids Corner, which always makes me think that God has a, a plan in something. Uh, when things like that is going on. We want to share this morning a little while with you on pledged to God and country. Pledged to God and country. I remember, now this has been a long time ago. When I was a young boy, I'd go to vacation Bible school. Y'all remember going to vacation Bible school when you were little? We, I would go to vacation Bible school. And one of the things that we would always do every year at vacation Bible school it say the pledges to the flags. Y'all remember that? You would stand and you would do the pledge to the American flag and to the Christian flag and also to the Bible. And we would say those things. And believe it or not, when I was younger, I could quote all of them without looking to see what they were. Also, I'm glad to say that we do that here at our vacation Bible school too, don't we? That we say our pledges and have those that are there. What are those pledges? I believe that those pledges that we said this morning are more than just words, aren't they? They're more than just something that you rattle off. They're more than just something that you say. Because I believe when you make a pledge or you make a vow, those should be something you take to your heart. Amen? Something that you say that means something to you. Something that you say, I'm just not going to say these words, but I am going to do my very best to live these words. This is how I'm going to try to mold my life, not only to mold and shape my life, but hopefully my family, my kids, one my friends around about me will see the importance I put upon not only saying pledges and vows, but putting those into my life. So often I believe in society today that pledges and vows are broken rather easily, aren't they? People seem not to take stock in saying, you know, I believe in something today, but I also believe in it when? Tomorrow. And if I say I believe in a certain thing today, I still believe in that tomorrow, and I'm going to live that same way. You've heard me say this many times before, but I believe we're living in an I society, aren't we? We're only concerned about ourselves. We're only worried about how that affects me. And if I, don't, if I like the way the pledges or vows that's going on, if it's benefited me today, I'm going to be all right with it. But if it changes, I'm just going to walk away from it, right? I'm not going to have that, that pledge or that interest in my heart, in my life. I believe today that we need more of God in our lives. More than just words, 
We need to have that action, don't we? We need to be able to say, I, I pledge and I make these vows in my life, but not only am I going to say it, but I'm going to live it. And I'm going to be willing to say to myself, you know, God, I, I want to have this pledge in my life and have this vow in my life, but I also want to be able to show it to others, right? I want to be able to teach my children what it means to be a proud American. Amen? I want to teach my children how to be a proud Christian. Amen? I want my children to, be, to teach my children how to be proud in reading the Word of God. Now when you start thinking about the, the pledge that we said today to the American flag, you've probably said it a lot more than any of the rest of them, haven't you? You hear them at ball games, you say them at ball games, you hear them at different places that you are, you'll hear it again tonight here when we come out for our fireworks. But what does that say to you today? about that Christian flag and the pledge that you just said today. First of all, I hope you'll say amen with me to this. I'm proud to be an American today. Amen? We've got our faults. We've got things that, that seems really contrary to where God wants us to be. But I can tell you this, I'd rather be here than anywhere else. Amen? So when we think about that pledge that we make as an American. When we say to ourselves, I believe that one of the things that we know as being living in the United States of America and having that flag that we honor every day, we only have our freedom based upon the wonderful grace of God, right? God gave us this country. God gave us this land. God gave us the opportunity to experience what freedom is all about. To experience what He has in our hearts and our lives. I love it when it says in that pledge that we are one nation under God. One nation under God. I think that's where we've got way far away from that in the world, right? Especially in America. We have drifted away from doing it God's way. We have drifted away from saying, you know, God has blessed me. God has brought us through all of those wars and all of the veterans that have fought for our country. I believe today still you need to be proud when you see that flag, right? It hurts me when I see people burning the flag, doesn't it you? It hurts me when I see people taking knees, to the pledge or singing the Star Spangled Banner, that hurts me. Because men and women, boys and girls, have laid down their lives so that you could have that freedom. That pledge to us is more than just a flag. That pledge to us is something that we say, in God we truly do trust. And we are one nation under God. And we can see over the years when we've done it God's way in our nation, we have thrived, haven't we? But we also see in years when we're not doing it God's way, what can happen as well. When we think about that pledge that we make to God. But remember, the true leader of the United States. A lot of folks say, if I asked you that question today, who's the leader of the United States? You might say the president. We were talking about it this morning in the car ride on the way over. You know those great talks that we have in the car? But you... 
You got the president. Some folks might say it's a president and then not, not the president, it's the vice president and not the pre, a vice president be the secretary of state and so on and so forth and on down. And folks say, those are the leaders of the United States. Well, no, they're not. God is the leader of the United States. And whenever we decide to, to live that way, and when we say, as Debbie said in the kids' corner this morning, we are with liberty and justice for who? For all. We all have that ability to serve God. We all have a, that ability to know that, that God is there with us. And when we hear that, and we say that pledge, we should say, this is just not words that I'm saying, but I'm saying that I truly believe that I am, we are one nation under God, and because of that, salvation is available to who? To all. To everyone. And I feel that in my heart and my soul, and I'm not going to break that pledge. I am going to pledge that to my God. So you look at that, Christian, as you look at the American flag, that next one that was brought forward this morning. Didn't our kids do such a great job with the flags and the Bible this morning? So proud of them. And these, these, these have been up here. I, when we brought them back up here, I asked Nick, I said, I, I guess this one's supposed to go on this side, right? And this is supposed to go over here. Well, I don't know. They've just been here for as long as I can remember. They've always been here. So they're, they're there. When you look at the Christian flag, what comes to your mind? I believe, first of all, you've got to decide what, define what a Christian is, don't you? When you think about saying that pledge to the Christian flag, we all know that being a Christian is to be what? Christ-like. Christ-like when you want to be and Christ-like when you don't want to be, Right? To be that every day of your life. That no matter what you're doing or facing, you say to yourself, I'm going to be Christ-like and I'm going to allow Christ to guide me and direct me. I'm so glad today that not only we have the American flag, but we also have the Christian flag. Because we could sort of say to ourselves, we know those work hand in hand together, don't they? To be a Christian and to have that understanding of God in our hearts and our life. The Christian flag is that symbol of how the people need to stand for what is right. That people need to not only be pledged to country, but they also need to be pledged to who? To God. And they say to themselves, that's how I'm going to live my life. I'm going to be a proud American, but I'm also going to be a proud Christian. And I'm going to do my very best to live that way every day. And I want others to see that. I'm going to stand for what's right in my country. I'm also going to stand for what is right with my God. And I am going to live my life like that every day. It says that we are to know in the Christian flag whose kingdom it stands, one brotherhood uniting all Christians in service, and in love. Whose kingdom it stands. What does that say to you when, I, when you think about the Christian flag and whose kingdom who stands? I know that sometimes we feel like our Christianity has been rocked with a big old earthquake, right? We have had a lot thrown at it, haven't we? 
There's been a whole lot of people trying to destroy it. There's a whole lot of people trying to redefine what Christianity is. There's a whole lot of people trying to redefine how we as Christians should live our life. There's a whole lot of folks that's trying to redefine as Christians trying to redefine what we should believe and say is okay or not. I've always believed it, and I think you can go along with the Christian flag as well with this. If it's all right with God, then it's all right with me. Amen? If it's all right with God, then it's all right with me. But it also says as Christians, uniting all Christians in service and what? And in love. That's what Christianity is based all about, isn't it? You want to know why? Well, you don't have to go anywhere else but John 3.16, do you? For God loves you. And as Christians, that love needs to be passed down to us, doesn't it? That needs to be something that we share every day with somebody. And we share that love of God. And we say, not only do I believe in the Christian flag, but I'm going to live that way every day. And every day I'm going to do my very best to be pledged to country, and I'm also going to be pledged to my Christianity. I'm not going, you know, it's so easy for people to get their feelings hurt anymore, isn't it? It's so easy. It's like they're wearing them around. I've seen people that you just know they got their feelings right on their shoulder, and if you walk up and just touch it, oh, it's bad. But as Christians, we know that it's bigger than that, isn't it? It's bigger than our feelings. It's the feeling we should have for God, isn't it? The feeling of knowing God's way and how God wants us to live our life. And finally this morning, I believe Miss Shea carried this one down this morning. The pledge that we had of the Bible. <clears throat> when you think about the Bible, I don't know how many Bibles I have. Sheila got this one for me a few months ago. You might say, well, preacher, didn't you have a Bible already? Well, I had them, but for some reason I think she put the Bibles in the dryer because all the words got shrunk. So, I, so she went and got me one of them extra large print Bibles. That's why it looks so big. I've got all kinds of Bibles at the house. You do too, don't you? We had a Bible drive here, what, Nick, a couple years ago. We had stacks of Bibles back here that we sent off to folks that, that needed the Word of God. The Bible's everywhere. It's all around about us. It's all, everywhere. Even when I was in Vanderbilt. You know, when we went down there, we didn't take anything. But in the drawer beside my bed, I opened it up, and guess what was there? There was a Bible. And I was able, I, I read the Bible while I was down there. When you think about the Bible, what, is that, what, is it, what, what does it mean to you? Is it something you say, well, I, I have one. Some people say, I've got a family Bible. I, whether you all know it or not, this Bible that's up here is my family Bible from my dad's side. Joe and Laurie went and confiscated it for me one time, didn't you, Joe and Laurie? Brought, got it back to me. Brought, brought it back to me. But we, all, we have them everywhere. Bible's all around about us. But when you say that pledge, I believe something, and I hope you say amen to me. The pledge of the Bible is just as important as the, our American flag and the Christian flag. Amen? This is important. That's a vital part of our Christian walk, isn't it? To have that that Bible for me. And some folks say, well, well preacher, why, why do I need the Bible? You read it. Well, I think you also, you know, need to make sure the preacher's reading the right thing, right? He's not leading you down the wrong way. And I also believe you need to know a little bit about the Bible. Why? Because part of that 
when you read that, it's that there it says, Make it a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Make it a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. What's that mean? Well, this morning at 3.30, I want to tell you what it's like to not have light. It's dark, ain't it? And when you're out in the country, it's dark. It's dark, dark. And I, when I woke up, Sheila was beside, we, you know, we, we're getting used to this because it seems like it's a reoccurring, but I want to call the electric company and say, do I get a, you know, do y'all send me some money back for, uh, for the gas for generators and all these? But when we woke up at 3.30 this morning, it was just dark. And I figured out something. Just because I know the path of the front door doesn't mean I'm still not going to run over something. Right? Because you're... You're dazed, you're confused, because we're used, everybody, you might say, Bridger, I'm not afraid of the dark. Let me tell you, we all want a little light, don't we? When we moved out, I'll tell this real quick on Sheila, nothing else. When we moved out to Research Road a few years ago, we got out there, and I said, now, honey, it's going to be dark out there. And she said, well, I don't want any outside lights. I don't want anything. We can just have the lights inside the house. And I said, honey, it's going to be dark. She said, oh, it's not going to be dark. So, you know me, being the mean preacher that I am. First night that we stayed out there, I said, honey, let's go out in the front yard. And we went out there, and I turned the lights off in the house. And she went, it is dark, isn't it? So now we got a big, one of those big lights like we got across the road, another one on another building, all lights all around about us. Kevin can tell you what he thought we were when we first moved in, but got to wait after church for that. <laughs> but we want that light, don't we? I'm afraid sometimes we walk around in darkness in our life too, don't we? And we run into things. We make mistakes. We tear up things. We destroy things. Because we're, we're reading our own Bible, aren't we? We've made our own Bible. And there's a lot of folks that do that, don't they? They say, I'm not going to listen to God's word. I'm going to listen to my word. Or I'm going to listen to some other preacher's word. Or I'm going to listen to this word. Or something I read on the internet. I'm going to listen to that word. But that's not what we need. We need the word of God in our hearts and our lives. We need to know where our Bible is. We need to read our Bibles. Our kids need to see us reading our Bibles. Our friends need to see us reading our Bibles. There's one thing they can't take away from you. You know what that is? They cannot stop you from having your Bible and open it up and reading the Word of God. Can't stop you. We need to have more of that in our lives, don't we? To have that light in our life. To live by God's Word and truly believe what it is said. I've, I've said this many, many times, but, you know, sometimes at our house, it's all my fault. Told you I wasn't going to tell anything else on Sheila. I have a tendency of losing our remote control. Any rest of y'all do that? Our, I think our couch eats them. It's like there's a magnet down in there and it's... Well, let me tell you what. I will tear our couch apart looking for that remote control. And I will find it. I will find it. One time Sheila even put Velcro on the back, but I, you know, I'm, I'm so lazy I wouldn't even put it over on the Velcro, but I'd still, still lose it. Just think about it. Would you, look as, uh, for, would you look as hard for your Bible as you would for your remote control if it was gone? 
or would you even notice it was gone? As Christians, we need to have that being a part of our lives, don't we? Hearing God's Word, reading God's Word, and understanding God's Word. Today I told you it's a little different sermon. Probably, I'd never preached it before. Brand spanking new. Really never heard anybody ever preach on those before. I had a good friend of mine give me an idea about that. I'm not going to tell you what. But I think you'll probably figure it out. But I believe those pledges and those vows is something important, isn't it? And we as Christians need to live that way. So when you hear the pledge of the flag, which you'll hear that tonight, when you hear the pledge to the Christian flag, when you hear the pledge to the Bible, and you put your hand on your heart and you swear to that, don't you? That's how you need to live your life. This morning, I want to give you the opportunity not only to honor those vows and those pledges, but I also want to give you the opportunity to say to yourself, you know, I'd like to allow Jesus Christ into my heart and my life. Well, that's a great pledge, isn't it? To say, you know what, I'm going to pledge my life to God. I'm going to allow God to be the center of my life. Maybe that's where you need to be today. And you say to yourself, I am going to accept that and believe that and know that it is true. Maybe it's beyond that. You know, I'm not going to leave without saying, if you want to be a new member here at Bethlehem, we'd love to have you. To make that, that's a big pledge and vow, isn't it? That's a big one to make, to make that decision today. Whatever that is that's going on in your life, you and God knows. You know what it is. Whatever it needs to be turned over to Him, we invite you to come as we have our closing song. Joe and Laura.